Hi, this is Jean-Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jot Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe and the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight, no chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome to episode 56 of Jock Talk. I'm Jean-Jacques Taylor, joined by my boy Big Joe and the Big Rig. What's up, dog? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still numb, man. Hey, I know, man. Some of y'all need a drink. <laughs> hey, some of y'all need a blunt. Hey, let's just keep it real. Some of y'all just need to go to bed and wake up tomorrow and see that it's not a bad dream. Episode 56 of Jack Talk, the Dallas Cowboys have gone down in flames. I can't lie to y'all. I'm shocked. I didn't think they was going to win the Super Bowl this year. I saw ways for them to get there. But I did not see an ass kicking in the first round. I saw how they could lose. I mean, it is sports. Uh, You can't get beaten. I did not see a complete demolition of the Dallas Cowboys, and that's what we saw today. Uh, We're going to get into every aspect of it, all the stuff that y'all want to talk about. Uh, Real talk. Uh, You can always find me on Twitter, at JJTJournalist. I am Jean-Jacques Taylor is the handle. If you think you follow me, you probably don't because my account got deleted. So hit that follow button again. I got about 50 of y'all hit me today. That's a positive. Let's keep it going. Um, and remember, uh, you know, uh, the show is always brought to you by our good friends at Greening Law. Uh, if you're ever involved in a car accident or any other kind of accident and it's not your fault, what you got to do, what you need to do is pick up the phone and hit 972-934-8900 and let the green team work for you. And when I say if you're involved in an accident... Most of the time, we're talking about an auto accident or, you know, you get hit by an 18-wheel or something like that. But we can also be talking about medical malpractice or property accidents, you know, workplace litigation, uh, defective pro- pr- uh, products, um, birth injuries. Anytime somebody else's negligence has, has put you in a position where you're hurt, you need to call Green and Law. And here's all, literally all you have to do is pick up the phone Dial 972-934-8900 and say, hey, here's my situation. That's literally all you have to do. Give them your situation. Give them your details. And I'm telling you, uh, if they bring you on as a client, it's a great day for you. It really is because they will walk you through this process. And anybody who's been through it will tell you this thing can be long and tedious and frustrating and hard because you're going up against somebody else's big insurance company. You need somebody to ride with you. Green and Law will ride with you. Understand this. They don't collect anything, nothing, no money whatsoever unless you get paid. They don't get paid unless you get paid. What's a better deal than that? I can't think of one. Let them do the work for you because, really, if you need a doctor, they got one for you. If you need a specialist, they'll find one for you. They want you to focus on two things and two things only. What are they? Healing and renewal. Get your mind right, get your body back, get your body right, and get your life back. That's what they that's all they want. So give them a call, 972-934-8900 if you're ever involved in an accident and it's not your fault. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys were calling them tomorrow. Why? Because they was definitely in a train wreck. This, my friends, now this is for me. You know, I've been covering the Dallas Cowboys since 1995. As a uh, beat reporter, as a columnist, as a radio personality, as an uh, insider for uh, NBC5 for a couple years, every possible way you can cover the Cowboys, I've covered them. Um, this loss to me is one of the worst I've ever seen. The thing that popped in my head, and I, I put this on Twitter, it wasn't a playoff game, but it was a win and get in game. 44-6 at Philly, off the top of my head seems to be the, the one game that was most comparable to this in terms of a big game that you needed to win 
and you just got completely dominated. And this is probably worse because you're playing at the crib where you won 16 in a row. Uh, but that's off the top of my head as I was watching the game. That's the game I kept thinking about. Uh, where does this rank for you, dog? This rank is number one for me. Uh, okay, so I'm not far off. No, nah, this is number one because of the Tony Romo fumbled the snap. That that kind of that kind of stung right there. Um, yeah, but this 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 is this is all time right here. The way they got stoned. All right. This is this is all time bad right here. Okay, I ain't gonna argue with you. The non compete is what bothers me the most. Everything on the line. Um, the easiest, and this playoff football, so all the teams are good, okay? But a route that puts you in the NFC Championship game with not a lot of effort, so to speak. Meaning, you done won 16 in a row at the crib. You blow folks out at the crib. Your team is built for the crib. Meaning, you're a fast team. Your defense is undersized and fast. You built to play with a lead. You've averaged 37 points a game at the crib. This is the place where you should feel the most confident, where there's no doubts about if you show up and play your game, you're going to win. That's what we thought was happening today. Um, I think we all had respect for Green Bay, but I think we all thought, okay, this is Green Bay's first time in the playoffs. Cowboys a very experienced team. Uh, they've been in the playoffs before. Uh, they're playing at home. Um, it should, you know, Green Bay should be able to do a little something, but the Cowboys, when it's all said and done, should pull away and win the game sometime in the third, fourth quarter. I don't expect it to be a nail-biter where they driving for the game when it touched down at the end of the game. Silly me. Silly me. Um, but let me just give y'all a little idea. Before we hear, yeah, yeah, this game was so bad, we had to go listen to Dak and Jerry and Mike and bring what they said to you in, in case you somehow missed it or you need to hear it tonight. Uh, we got you. Don't worry about it. So, I didn't realize it, man. This is the first time the Cowboys had ever allowed 40 points in a postseason game. It and one, something, something like 1969 was, it was something. Yeah. Some graphic with 90s. I think it was, uh, I think Cleveland beat them 38 to 14 or something. Yep. Way back when. Yep. Uh, at one point, they trailed by 32 points, which was the most, uh, first or second most that they had ever trailed in a postseason game. Uh, they are the first team to win 12 games in three consecutive seasons and fail to make the conference championship game. This is their eighth one-and-done playoff appearance since 1995. As of right now, uh, Dallas, Washington, and Detroit are the only teams or the teams that have the longest drought since making the NFC Championship game. Dallas hasn't been since 1995. Detroit and Washington have not been since 1991 when they played each other. Uh, this was an embarrassment of the highest sort. This, you know what, dog? Let's keep it real, man. Uh, and, and we, you know, that's what we do around here. Mike McCarthy was not getting fired unless one thing happened. I don't care what you heard. Uh, if they lost, he wasn't getting fired if it was a normal loss. The only way him getting fired would ever show up on the conversation was if what happened happened. Mm. They get embarrassed at the crib. That's the only way firing was going to come up. Well, guess what, people? He just got embarrassed at the crib. It's the only game in town the world has seen it. If you think your boys are texting you, you think your girls are texting you, let me ask you something. What you think Jerry's phone looked like? No, I'm serious. You like, well, Jerry's is Jerry. Yeah. You think Jerry ain't got boys? Yeah. You think Jerry ain't got people texting him? His friends? No, Jerry got plenty of friends. You think they ain't texting him like, hey, Jerry, what happened, man? Hey, Jerry, da 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 da. The same text your friends are sending you, Jerry's friends are sending him. 
my son, my dude, he ain't even a Cowboys fan. He texted me, Dad, what's going on with the Cowboys? What happened to them? Why'd they lose? I said, dog, I'm finna do this podcast. I hit you when it's over. My sister, the Bears fan, what the hell happened to the Cowboys? My dad, well, what's going on with them? We in Buffalo. You think we got a better fate than they gonna have? Hey, all them people that's texting me, all them people that's texting you, all them people that sent Big Joe and the Big Rig some texts, Jerry's boys are texting him. They are. Uh, so, here's what Jerry had to say after the game. And it's as fresh on me right now as it is on anybody else, but I don't, uh, I won't get into uh, any uh, of the uh, addressing of any aspects of it, any part of it, uh, from uh, the coaching to the players to what's around the corner. Uh, uh, on a personal basis, I'm, I'm floored. And so, uh, uh, not that there's any world's smallest violin for me being floored. I get that. I understand that. And uh, I know where the responsibility starts and ends. And I've got that real clear, and I know that. But that's not the point. The point is that uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, disappointed for everybody. When will you sit down with Mike and kind of talk about it? I haven't thought about that. That's a lie from hell. He didn't thought about that. He just don't want to share that with y'all. He gonna talk to Mike tomorrow. They had already planned to have a conversation tomorrow, but it wasn't planned to be this. When Jerry says he's floored, that's a big statement because he doesn't say that often. When Jerry says I don't want to talk about nothing to do with nobody, that's me paraphrasing, obviously. But about the coaching, the staff, any of that, you know why? Because he pissed off. He mad, and he don't want to say something today. That he got to walk back tomorrow. But let me tell you what he's doing right now, dog. Let me tell you exactly what he's doing right now. I would bet you everything in my 401k and half of your retirement. So that's a big bet. He's at the Cowboys Club right now with uh, Steven. I don't even know if he got Will McClay with him tonight. But he was Steven. And they're sorting through. What the hell did we just watch? What is going on? Is this a McCarthy problem? Is this a Dak problem? Is this a Dak and McCarthy problem? What is it? Yeah, I throw Dan Quinn in there too. What, uh, yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't throw him in there is, uh, uh, and we're going to get to him later, is I thought he's gone. But I told people this all year. All year I said, Matter of fact, I really told Clancy Hill Jr. And the E stands for everything he says he thinks is right, even when it's not. Mm. But I told him. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I told him many times, and we've had this conversation, because we talk all the time, that, hey, if they get rid of McCarthy, if they lose, da-da-da-da-da, now none of us thought it would be a loss like this. But if they get rid of uh, McCarthy, they could elevate Quinn. And my whole point was always, well, if they don't achieve what they want to achieve, Dan Quinn probably had something to do with them not achieving what they wanted to achieve. Yeah, I asked, you know, unless, that, I asked that question <clears throat> when Todd was on the other day. Yeah. And I was like, who are you going to get? He said, Dan Quinn would be the head coach. <clears throat> but he didn't, nobody saw 40 something points. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think uh, so. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think Jerry knows what they're going to do right now. Um, but. Let me tell y'all something from 28, 29 years of covering the National Football League. Losses like this result in scapegoats. Somebody going to pay the penance for this loss. You know what my dad has said for years, man? And uh, I've passed it down to my kids from time to time. But my dad used to say all the time when he was upset about something or one of us had not done what what we were supposed to do. He would sit there and he would say, you know what? If somebody is going to be unhappy in this house where I pay all the bills, it's not going to be me. And so what I'm telling y'all, and so I often pass that on to my kids. If somebody's going to be unhappy in this house where I pay the bills, it's not going to be dad. Dad's not going to be unhappy with y'all. So is Jerry Jones, somewhat being the father of the Cowboys, he pay all the bills. If somebody's going to be unhappy, 
is not going to be me. Somebody going to pay the price for this. Now, we can figure out it's going to be McCarthy. It's going to be Dan Quinn by saying, hey, Dan, all them jobs you're looking at, hey, bro, you need to take one. It's going to be Dak. Hey, Dak. What you mean, Dak? Yeah, Dak. Hey, Dak. That $60 million extension you thought you were getting? Nah, player. You, you, we taking your ass into the last year, man, and see what you got. I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows right now, but I'm telling y'all, somebody going to pay the price because the owner's unhappy, and he's going to be happy. So somebody going to pay the price for what you saw tonight, and somebody should. Uh, who do you think should pay the price, Doc? Dan Quinn, uh, McCarthy. I think the both coaches got out coached. Uh, Dude, I think they changed Dude. up. I don't. I don't want to get too ahead, but I think both guys changed up what they do. You know what, man? We're gonna take a very quick exit ramp. Very quick. Like get off, see if the gas price is right, and if it's not, get back on the highway to find a better gas station. You know, I talked to Kyle Yeomans. He's my boy. He does Dallas Cowboys TV. And when we were talking about the game, he said, hey, I think the Cowboys are going to come out and run because Green Bay is ninth against, the, ninth against the pass and 30th against the run or whatever they were. And when he finished his point, I said, really, dog? Why would you do what you're not good at and stay away from what you're good at because of what they're good at, if y'all followed that? My point being, do what you do, do what you're good at, and make them stop your best. Don't go away from it. Just because you think they're good at this or that. How many times this year have we seen three tight ends? Bruh. How many times? Not many at all. Not not many. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Man, what does this team do good? They, they throw the ball they throw on the first ball down. First down. What Green Bay <laughs> what the Green Bay don't defend well? Throwing the ball on first down. You know, man, sometimes okay, sometimes coaches can get ahead of themselves. Yep. And I imagine you're going to say, we played man-to-man all year, and now we're playing zone. People don't know who to pass off to who, and now we're getting our bus kicked. Yeah, plus the play action. Oh. But, right. Yeah, you know, we're we, getting we, ahead. We're getting ahead. Right, ahead. so we're back on the highway now. Yeah, go ahead. Talking about um, this ridiculous 48-32 loss. And don't fool yourself into thinking that it was a close game. I mean, don't don't do that. You know, some fool on Twitter, and I call him a fool because I'd like to think, I mean, this was the ultimate clickbait. He throw on there, what a performance by Dak Prescott. 41 of 60, 403 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. And I like, dude, I normally wouldn't even respond to that, but I like, dude, just stop, man. Everybody who know the game know Dak sucked when it counted. When the game mattered, when it was a ball game, Dak, as much as I like him, and I really like him, I think he's a great dude. He was garbage. He played off. <clears throat> and I was more disappointed by what he said after the game when he said, I think I was sped up and I read a little bit. And you know what, man? We talked about this the other day. The greatness of Troy Aikman, for y'all who think he don't belong in the Hall of Fame because he had uh, you know, 20 more touchdowns and interceptions, what did Troy Aikman do in the playoffs, man? Blew you up. Showed up. Showed up, showed up. And, and what did, what's the word? Went about the business of slowly carving you up. Oh, yeah. And you had no chance. He was surgical with it. Boop, 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 boop. Touchdown. We up. Boop, 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 boop. Touchdown. Boop, 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 boop. Ball game. Because we talked about this because we said, what did Brett Favre do? Usually took him a quarter to calm down. And that's why they lost. That's why they couldn't beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Because while Brett Favre was calming down, Troy's off to the off and running. That was the beauty of Troy Aikman. And the one time he played like shit in the first quarter, what'd he do? Come back through for damn near 400 yards. And, and if not for the pass interference that, that wasn't called, it should have been called, they might have rallied from 21 nothing to beat San Francisco. Great game. Yeah. But that's Troy Aikman, which is why he in the Hall of Fame. Uh, look at the stats, man. Dallas Cowboys, this is unbelievable, dog. 37 first downs. 10 to 16 on third down, 510 yards, 387 yards passing. Uh, dog, and it don't mean poop. Don't mean nothing. Uh, I like this at the end, dog. Uh, like I said, Dak Prescott, 
403 yards passing. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, 9 for 110. Michael Gallup, 6 for 103. Jake Ferguson, the only one who doesn't have to, doesn't have to hold his head down in shame, 10 for 93, three touchdowns. All of them. What is what has Big Joe and Big Reed been saying all year about CD and Dak in the past? Empty garbage yards that don't mean poop. Don't mean nothing. That's what he been saying. He been on that horse all year. He said, this year is different. This year the yards matter. This, my friends, was a throwback performance. Yeah. Yeah. Them yards didn't matter. Two dead flies pushed together. Pushed together. There you go. Got the second part. There you go. Didn't mean nothing. Jordan Love, 16 to 21, 272. Three touchdowns, no picks. 157.2 passer rating. You know what the perfect passer rating is? 158.3. He less than nine tenths of point. He's one point away from a perfect passer rating. Aaron Jones, who owns your Dallas Cowboys. 21 for 118, three touchdowns. And you tell me what you know about Romeo Dobbs. Tell me. I want to hear it. Nothing. Okay, because I don't feel bad. <laughs> Nothing. Some that, dude that, named Romeo Dobbs. It was his first 100-yard game in two years. Dog, who ain't never had a 100-yard game. Yeah. A fourth-round pick from that football powerhouse, Nevada. Who caught 59 passes, tied for 57th in the National Football League. For 674 yards, tied for 55th in the National Football League. An 11.4 average, 143rd in the National Football League. Now, he did score eight touchdowns, which is tied for eighth. He bust your Cowboys ass today. Bust that ass. Six for 151. Some dude named Romeo Dobbs. Man, well, to they credit, what an embarrassing no, performance. To they credit, none of them guys was known though. That's the thing. Who do you nah. ta- who do you take away when they throw into everybody? Right, right, right. Um, here's what Mike McCarthy had to, to say about that raggedy Rudy Poot performance by the Dallas Cowboys today. Um, you know, just you know, I, I think you know, just express the you know. The reality where we are. I mean, this 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 is a this is a hurtful loss. Um, you know, we 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 put ourselves in position to play a home playoff game. You know, it was a great we had a great opportunity. Um, felt really good about the week of preparation. You know, so uh, we thought we matched up well, uh, but you know, we didn't. We did We clearly picked a we picked the wrong day to, uh, to have a bad day. You think? Just pathetic, man. Just pathetic. I mean, I can't come up with any word other than that, but pathetic. Uh, a loss, I could understand. I really could. It's football. It happens. Jordan Love been playing really good. But to just no-show dog on every level at every circumstance, I, I just it it is hard for me to it is hard for me to fathom, man, how they turned in such a poop performance at the crib. It's just, it's unfathomable to me how they did this. But uh, we're going to go through it. Um, Let's talk about your quarterback. Your quarterback, Dak Prescott, the guy who's had the amazing season. Here we go. Don't nobody want to hear that right now. Dak Prescott. I am, uh, you know, man, it's... uh, he just looked him and CD looked off from the beginning, but Dak and you sent me uh, you sent me a text at one point and I said you know what you're exactly right. Uh, you said he's aiming the ball, and I thought about it. And I was like that's what he was doing early in the game. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, um, but he just never got comfortable. Well, you know, and what aiming the ball true. means is. So for people that don't know, that means he's not throwing with any confidence. He's just kind of laying it out there. Usually, if you got confidence, you spinning that thing, you whipping that. You hit thing. that drop back, yeah. hit that hit that step, and boom, yeah. ball comes out. Even if you even if you're on the move, you you definitely want it to go where it's going. Right. When you start aiming, it's kind of like, well, maybe I'm gonna throw it there. Maybe it's gonna yeah. get there, and it's kind of sort of getting there. So you know, that's just my definition of aiming the ball. This is after Dak Prescott 
completed 69.5% of his passes, led the league in completions with 410, for 4,516 yards, led the league with 36 touchdowns, only threw nine interceptions, uh, tied Brock Purdy for second in the MVP voting behind Lamar Jackson. Dak Prescott, basically by any standard or metric you wanted to use this year, was phenomenal. Fantastic. He was garbage today. Well, can I tell and you? And I'm just shocked by it. Can I tell you what I thought? Go ahead. Well, yeah. I think they used the 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 Miami Buffalo playbook. The, the, the uh, switching, I believe you are correct. Switching matchup zone, keep the pass rush in the lane. Yeah. I think yeah, when, yeah, yeah. I, I believe think, that. I think when number eighty eight saw that, I think he said, Oh hell. It's gonna be a long day. They finna let me they finna let them take me out of the offense. Because early on, why did everybody have to talk to C D? Why did everybody have to say, uh, hey, man, are you okay? What's going on? Yeah, I mean Mike walks back and talks to him. Dak is talking to right. him. Had he had he tried to go in the tank that fast? Did he recognize what they was doing and that he wasn't gonna that he you know, all this is conjecture, but did they did he recognize at that time that okay, they playing me like this? The same shit finna happen in them other games that happening today. So now I'm you know, I'm going in the tank and everybody had to kinda of get him out of that. That's where I felt like if your coach is talking to you in the first drive and he coming over to giving you the thing on the shoulder, you either don't want him to do that or you need that to continue to not go in the tank in this game. Now that's uh, that's a very interesting uh, thought process. And I, I don't disagree with it at all. Um, there was something going on with CD early on. And then yeah. him and Dak looked out of sorts and out of sync. And I don't know. And I, Now, see, I'm going to take it a step further. Because you said the Miami Buffalo game plan, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say, and we now we can say this in general, but y'all understand the bigger picture we're talking about. Um, when you there, I mean, every offense has man beaters. Oh, they in man coverage. We're gonna call this play and bust them with this play, mm-hmm. provided we execute it right and all these other things. Okay, if you know that the Vic Fangio game plan from two years ago with Denver. I mean, that's basically what Joe was talking about. Yep. And they bring it up with Miami. They bring it up with Buffalo. And those teams gave you problems. You have to assume we'll see some of that somewhere along the way. Yep. And so you, like Mike McCarthy been coaching long enough. He's supposed to have a bag full of zone beaters. Yep. And if he don't have them, what he's supposed to do? He's supposed to get on the phone. Hey, dog, uh, you got some zone beaters I can put in the playbook this week? Just a couple of them. So, when they show it to us, we can bust their ass right quick and they'll get out of it. You got some of those, bro? But to be at this point of the season, and we all recognize it, because when Dak know what he's going with the ball, it's boo 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 boo. There it is. Yeah, they took that first read right. many, many times. Right. So you had Mike McCarthy, dog. You had to have some zone beaters in there, man, to give him some easy, like, hey, man, when they show you this, don't even worry about it, man. Go right here with the ball. You don't even have to think. Just know. If they show you that, go right on here with the ball, baby. Right here. I swear, man. I swear. I swear CD probably saw that damn defense and said, it's going to be a long day. And I think Mike had to go over and talk his ass out of saying, don't do not do that, man. Don't. We're going to get you the ball. We know how to handle yeah, I ain't seen that. That's what I'm saying. It's, they, bracketed, they bracketed the hell out of him. Yeah. You know, and uh, they played zone on everybody else, it looked like. I ain't seen all 22 yet, but I'm, well, I'm pretty Buff- sure that's what happened. Well, just so y'all know, against Buffalo, he caught seven for 53. Mm-hmm. No touchdowns. Against, uh, now against Miami, he had six for 118 and a touchdown. Um, he was coming off, you know, three consecutive fantastic games. Six for 118, 13 for 227, and a touchdown, and then 13 for 98 and two touchdowns against mm-hmm. Washington last week. Um, he's been that guy, 135 receptions, you know, led the league, second in the league in yards, uh, 12 touchdowns. He was one, he was an all pro, one of the elite receivers in the league. That guy, that dude, that 12-letter cuss word. Yeah, and we heard that, you know what, Greg Olson don't need to do another damn game because we, he be, I don't know, sometimes he be jinxing us, man, because they kept rattling off all them numbers. That's what they going to do, but damn, 
I'm tired of hearing them numbers because they didn't play hey, like man. it at all today. No, you know, and while you're sitting around here, you're trying to figure out why the Dallas Cowboys lost. I mean, you can come up with McCarthy didn't do this and Dan Quinn should have done that and mm-hmm. this should have happened and that should have happened. Let me tell you all how to make it real simple for you. This game is not complicated at one level. You look at your highest paid players and see if they produce for you today. Look at your pro bowlers and your all pros. Look at them and ask yourself, did they produce? And the answer is no. Across the board, the answer is no. Because when I say the game is simple at one point and one thing, I tell my son this all the time. I told him this when he played from the time he started playing to the time his career was over at DeSoto High School. And I told him this in different ways when he was a little kid so he could get it than when he was a grown you know, teenager told him so he could get it. And Joe would tell you, the game is not complicated, but at some point, somebody got to do what, dog? Make a play. That ain't complicated. When, when Green Bay comes out and gets the momentum early and they up, the way you get the momentum back in any game is what? Somebody got to go make a play to flip the game back. And then, you know, they make a play, we make a play, they, then, then we put a couple together, we pull away. Your Cowboys never made a play, dog. They wasn't built to make a play. They wasn't. I, I agree with everything you just said. But like we like I texted you earlier when we was talking about you always say styles make fights, right? Yes. All right. If you can't stop the left hook because your ass can't duck, you're going to keep getting hit by the left hook. Right. You understand? They kept getting hit by the left hook because they couldn't duck, which means they couldn't stop the running game, which what means we... there's no violence. Yeah. There's no violence at linebacker. No violence. Right. You got you don't ain't have to got be, no linebacker. You don't have to be big. You don't have to be tall. You don't even have to be fast, but you got to be violent. They don't have that. They never um, had it. That's why told, I was, that's what I've been saying all year. Right. Um no, you're right. And then Mozzie Smith was supposed to give him something and didn't. Well, it ain't uh, even him. They had Hankins in there. Right? Then it's the um, second level all day. Uh, you know, it's uh, we talked about this on Thursday when I told you I was talking to a starter who said, we can't stop the running game. It's going to be a long day for us. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. That's what and he, I, he, what and he knew on, what the deal was. That's what I was saying on Friday. If you can't stop the play action, them receivers can get behind you. Right. And then, them, them, um, you know, when you got teams that have to run, to complement their offense, to, to, to make their offense go, that they ain't going to give up on the run. I always going to give Dan Quinn, a Dan Quinn right. defense problems. And then uh, once we start talking about the defense, I'm I'm going to get on Dan Quinn's ass real good. Yeah, we let's get back off this exit ramp. All right, uh, Dak Prescott, City Lamb, neither one of them peed two drops today. Uh, here's what Dak Prescott's had to say about today's performance. Frustrated, as you just said, is the, the great word my, for my play. Uh, the way that we came out here and we, we started this game uh, and then just shocked, honestly. Um, from the beginning of the game, uh, yeah, we got beat. There's no other which way around it, no way to sugarcoat it. Um, obviously, I didn't play well uh, and shock. Now, you know, later Dak said, you know, maybe I was a little amped up. My mind was going a little fast. Dude, that's a bad thing to say, and here's why. You in your eighth year. You're 30 years old. If not now, then when? And so that begs the question, and it's a legitimate question. What do you do with Dak Prescott? And here's what I'm saying. He counts 59 men against the cap next year. He's not intended to, to count that much against the cap. That was a number that was always going to be restructured as part of a new deal. Dak is 30 years old. He ain't got you out the first, basically out the divisional round of the playoffs. History says if you ain't done it by now, you're not going to do it. That's what history says. There's always somebody who breaks history. You believe he's the one. If you want to cut him, you want to be extreme, I think it's 60 million against your camp. That's not really a viable option. What do you do with Dak Prescott? And there will be some people who say, let's move away from him. Let's start young. And to those people, 
I'm not really going to disagree with you. I'm not really going to argue with you. But let me tell you the only flaw. It's not even a flaw. Let me just explain something to you that you may not have considered. Okay? Because you'll hear, uh, let's just suck, get a first-round pick, we'll start over. Okay. If you get the first pick in the draft, maybe you get Joe Burrow. Maybe you get Jared Goff. Maybe you get Baker Mayfield. There's no, there's no guarantee. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you get uh, Ryan. Maybe just you like get Ryan Leaf. Maybe you get Ryan Leaf. Maybe you go from Romo to Dak to the next guy, kind of like Green Bay has done, or appears to have done. Or maybe you like the Buffalo Bills, who went twenty years no cap between Jim Kelly and Josh Allen. Maybe you the Miami Dolphins, who done gone twenty plus years between Dan Marino and Tua. And they still not quite sure who is the guy. <clears throat> Maybe uh, you're the Cleveland Browns. They've been through 27 quarterbacks since 1988 and 89. Maybe you're the New York Jets. You're still searching for the next Joe Namath. My only point is y'all think that we get rid of this guy who's good We'll find another guy who's better, and I'm telling you, there is literally zero guarantee when you will get that guy. And so, you can roll the dice by getting rid of Dak if you want to. And I can see why you would do that. Or you can invest in him and say, God, we love everything about him. At some point, he's got to break through. And maybe he will, or maybe he'll break your heart forever. Like that little girl in middle school did. Um, I don't have an answer. What would you do, Doc? Well, you got to define who he is. Is he your, like you who said, is he? is he your different maker? I think he's Carson Palmer. I think he's uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't, I don't, I think he's going to be good, but I don't know if he ever going to get you over the hump. I think he's going to walk out the door without a Super Bowl. That's what I think. Once he's done with this I'm, thing. Because uh, you got to have some clutch about you. You got to have some let's get it done. He plays in spurts, you know. But it's just something about him that's not getting, you know, it's not getting over the hump. I mean, he's been spectacular at times this year. He made you believe this year. And that's the disappointment of it all. Same thing Carson Palmer did. Same thing Kirk Cousins did. You can think about a lot of different quarterbacks that have been really good in this league. That didn't get you a Super Bowl ring, and that's that's right. who he is. He's really good, and that's what you're saying by getting rid of him. You getting rid of somebody really good that the hopes of somebody might just, get you might, over the hump. Yeah, might be Tony Romo. Holler really good. Tony Romo, yeah. Tony Romo, Carson Palmer, Kirk Cousins, same yeah. thing. Yeah, pretty good. No ring. Pretty good. No could ring. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I don't know, but. Uh, the next few weeks, few months will be interesting, and here's why. Dak Prescott, uh, his contract got one year left on it. He got a no-trade clause. He got a no-franchise clause. You got to come to the table to him if you, if you want to negotiate. Now, I'm going to tell you how it is. He cost himself a bunch of money today. He was going to make a bunch of money anyway. But if you got to the NFC Championship game, he's going to really break the bank. Now he's going to be like one of the other highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, making 50-plus million. Because um, I'm convinced he cost himself a lot of money today. Because uh, you can't pay him more than guys who have gotten to the Super Bowl. Like, dog, you ain't done it. And you nutted up, choked, whatever words you want to use at the negotiating table in our biggest game of the year. You, you were a no-show. And, no, we don't care about the stats. Because when you put up all them stats, we were down 41-16. Kirk Cousins, so, no, Kirk we Cousins don't. right there. Yeah, so same, let's see what Kirk same, Cousins get. Same trajectory. You know. um, let's move on to your favorite topic as a middle linebacker, occasional nose guard, a guy who had violence from the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up with that Dallas defense, which no show today? Well, they couldn't make no adjustments because you can't adjust the weight on your people that you got inside. You know, you got all them uh, under 220 pound. Safety's playing linebacker, 
uh, no violence at the position. You have to sell out on your run, Fitz, to stop the run. That means play action going to kick your ass. So you put zone behind that, which you've been getting beat on man a little bit, but you put zone behind that, and nobody knew what to do. You know, literally nobody knew what to do. You took your man corners, and you put them in zone. And then you took them, them, them little-ass hybrid-ass safety-slash-linebackers, and you sold out against the run. And I had somebody tell me today, man, that boy, uh, uh, love is patient. I mean, he got to be patient when the dude wide open. Hell, he's <laughs> he throwing rainbows. The, the, the pass to, to the number 88 on the right sideline, that thing took four seconds yeah. to get there. And yeah, no, he threw a punt. Oh, man, it was like, I'm not missing this. I'm not going to miss this at all. I mean, no. I just thought, man, why do we love why do we love Dan Quinn so much? You know why? Because he ain't yeah. Mike Nolan. And it ain't COVID. You know, where they tried to play put three, four, four, three players in a three four and they couldn't nobody could sign nobody. And Mike Nolan, that defense gave up, you know, everything from hell to breakfast. They gave it up. And then here comes Dan Quinn. Yeah. And Dan Quinn got better and all this other stuff. And then we play these badass, these sorry-ass teams at home, and they get them top five ratings and all of that stuff. Whenever we play somebody that's committed to winning, what do they do? They run over that little-ass defense. You know? Well, I like Dan Quinn because he put his playmakers in position to make plays. Where? Uh, Who? I mean, I think, I think primarily we're talking about Micah Parsons. I mean, I don't think it's any accident – did Dan Quinn show up and they lead the league in turnovers three years in a row? Some of it's through interceptions, some of it's through uh, fumbles. But you know, one or two year, one year might be a fluke, but three years in a row is not is not bad. Okay, uh, okay. Um, where where we at when it counts? I mean, if you want to, you if you want to give number four some of that, Mike McCarthy some of that, and walk your ass down to his office and give him some too. Because he, he he hey he pretty too his defense is pretty too well that's 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 that's, that's, that's how all, they built this that, team that's all window dressing they wasn't trying to build that team light like that they had some linebackers yeah, but the, the the wolf hunter got hurt Obershawn got hurt they never replaced nobody then they they replaced them with Marquise Bell. he listed at two o five they say way two eighteen it all says light. It all say he eat too much damn salad. You understand? Them guys ain't them guys ain't violent, man. I'm on, the reason I say that is because you take Fred Warner and Greenlaw and what's name? They only two hundred thirty pounds, but each one of them guys will get in that car wreck between them gaps and stop the run. You understand? We don't have nobody like Demon Clark. Yeah, six round pick, great player. Another player they got cheap because he was injured. He got bad neck. How much feeling is he right. gonna do? That's why I keep saying I keep talking about we don't have no pluggers, man. And that you got to have that. The, the days of the first and second down linebacker is gone, but you got to have some violence in you, and you got to stop the run. And that's where we keep talking about them Cowboys. You got good teams that are good and teams that are committed to the run. They're gonna tear them up because Detroit was putting it on them. They just couldn't stay with it. Yeah. But, I, I just don't I, – I, I understand people like Dan Quinn. I do too, but his defense is a little antiquated. And then putting them undersized players, it's kind of like – I'm going to go off a little bit. It's kind of like learning uh, hand-to-hand combat in the Army. Anybody – when it was in the Army in the 90s like me, they learned hand-to-hand combat. It's that bullshit hand-to-hand combat. It's like if you – it looks pretty, but if you – you got to stand there for me to let me do it to you for it to be effective. So what I'm saying is for Dan Quinn defense to work, you got to be in third down. You got to say, hey, man, we're going to go in third down so y'all can rush us. No, nah, we, we ain't going to run the ball. You understand? Right, right. Like you got to stand there for me to hit for this to be effective. And it's, you know what? They're not holding nobody to third. The, them boys went down and they ran the ball down their throat. And them guys – where are he putting people in position to make plays when he don't have the personnel to put people in position to make plays? And he always liked light linebackers wherever he been. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. You say, you know, and this ain't no argument with you. I'm just making a point about him and saying, yeah, he, he put Michael Parsons in position, but I don't know, man. I just don't. 
Well, they didn't make no plays today. Yeah, well, uh, he didn't have nobody to put there. That's what I'm saying. He got he got the personnel that he want in there. You playing one linebacker and four safeties. Who gonna uh, stop the run on that? Who gonna do that? Where the run fits at on that? Who who fixing to get into the phone booth with that damn car crash and hit them guards like that? Nobody. Not on that team. Nobody. Yeah, I don't need that. Thank you, ah! Go ahead. Uh, let's hear what Mike McCarthy had to say. There's energy. There's, you know, they made more plays than we did. Um, so, I mean, the big play production was my, we were minus three at halftime, and you know, we just, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't make enough. You know, we didn't get, didn't get the stops, and you know, didn't, didn't you know, didn't get it to a two-score game quick enough. But um, so, you know, turnovers, you know, all the things we did, like I said, uh, we, we didn't, uh, we did not play to, to our, to our capabilities, um, the way we've been playing, particularly at home. Yeah. Uh, there was a no show, man. Uh, defense, no show. Uh, went couple with a thousand different explanations. The offense, no show. The defense had their no show. Uh, Michael Parsons drew a couple of holding calls early, but it wasn't enough to change the uh, alter the trajectory of the game. What'd you think? I told you, man. Uh, well, when you got a defense that's so light and they don't get any rest, you don't run the ball, you don't drive the ball, you keep kicking. Even the '92 Cowboys, if if if. The biggest, the best defensive player for the 92 Cowboys was number 22, Emmitt Smith, because he held right. the ball. They led the league in time possession, or they was close to the top 10 in time possession where the defense rested. That defense was super light. But these guys get no rest, and they just get ran through. And even when they started the game, that's your no-show right there, when they was fully rested, and they went down and ran the ball straight through them like that. It reminded me of San Francisco two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. you got them chasing. Yeah. Then you got them chasing, and they already felt the pressure. And you could yeah. tell they played like they – because yeah. they're like, damn, defense gave it up just like that. If we just didn't score, like we down 14 nothing. Yeah. That's where you That's where you no-show. When you, when you got a fully rested defense, and they made a couple of good stops against the run, but all that's emotion and adrenaline. Right. You need to be steady with that. And then they right. started. That boy started throwing off a play. He threw the ball what twenty times, twenty one times, sixteen or twenty one, carving you up. And who the hell idea was it to go zone like that? That's why I say was. both 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 coaches got. I mean, they did, they did what different. I, you know, some of that is, and I I understand it intellectually, but it was. Jordan Love had been destroying man-to-man coverage. Had 18 TDs and one interception in his last several games against man coverage. And so they were like, he excels against man, so we need to go to zone to mix it up. No different than Cowboys going, oh, the Packers really good against the run, against the pass, so we need to run. Nah, just sometimes, dog, you just need to do what you do. That's exactly what I'm going to say. And make, either lose doing what you do or make them prove they can best – they're better at doing what you do than you are. And yeah. they didn't do that today. They just gave up the ass. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying about whose idea was it to go to Zion. I, I don't. Uh, that was my, I mean, that was Dan Quinn's idea. He the head coach that, of the defense. That was stupid, obviously. And, it, and then it took you all game to figure out how dumb it was because when you do play action, when it's man, okay, maybe you get beat. But you can go too, you can go too deep man under and you got and you covered. But when you in zone and you go play action and somebody somebody sell out, you leave a big hole in the zone. That's where Dobbs was doing. That's where he had a career game right there. You know, yeah, we'll never hear from him again. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to your favorite guy. I'm just saying that. Mike McCarthy. Uh, Mike McCarthy, the only way he could get fired, in my opinion, is if what happened today happened. They had to be embarrassed. They had to be blown out. And I never really considered it because I just didn't see how I, – I didn't see any way for them to get blown out. I saw ways they could lose. But I just never saw ways for them to get blown out. So they shocked me. Uh, they blown out. And now you're going to have a whole – until Jerry comes out and says, Mike, 
McCarthy is my coach. You're going to hear a whole lot of uh, Bill Belichick's on the way. <laughs> You're going to hear a whole lot of that. And, uh, you know, we've already got uh, – I'm having an old man moment. What's uh, what's my guy on the uh, on the uh, Rams, the defense coordinator, Raheem? Raheem Morris. Yeah. Uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk has tossed his name out there. Um, so until Jerry says, hey, Mike McCarthy will be here next year, the rumors will run rampant. Um, if you made a move – who would you go with? You mean what coach would I get? Yeah. Oh. If coach is available. Oh. I mean, if you don't want better. Because, see, it's not enough to say fire Belich. I mean, fire fire uh, McCarthy. You got to have a plan. Okay, if we fire McCarthy, who's up? And if you fire McCarthy, you're also firing the offense coordinator. So there's going to be a new offense there. You know, I mean, there's, there's things that, that take into account what you do. Because we kind of assume Quinn is gone, although we don't know after this uh, performance. It's hard. Imagine trying to sell this to a new fan base as your head coach. You just I'm serious. Like, you just got waxed yep. by Green Bay. How can you sell him as the savior of your franchise? I think he lost the head coach's job today, dog. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Because I, mean, I don't think you can sell him to your fan base. Nah, nah, nah. He, uh, he stuck. Um, the, 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 we, 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 we got a real problem here cause if you, you can't replace the players cause you got, con, you contractually, you know, you got to keep them guys around and then the right. coaches, you get rid of them, you know, who you going to get, you know, um, damn, do we just, do we just put it all, wrap it up in the bow and do it all again? I, I mean, know. it's a it's a hell of a question, man. It require it requires some thought process, Roger about that. you know, because you just can't fire a dude. You got to have a plan. Like yeah. it's not like let's fire him and then have a coaching search. No, fire him and know exactly what you're going to do. Like you could be bold and you could say, you know what, uh, hey Ben Johnson, why don't you come run this offense? You could be bold like that if you wanted to. You could be crazy. Um, but, man. You could be crazy and, 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 and elevate Dave Campo. Man, they elevated Dave Campo and paid him because they were like, we need to clear the salary cap off this. Yeah. And we need some coach to take this these yeah. three bad seasons it's going to take us to have. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, Chan, so, Chan Gaylor, Dave Campo, all them bad. Jerry done did yeah, impulsive I mean, shit have, before. You have to figure out what you're going to do, man. And, um, there's no time to wait because other coaches are making moves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but the conversation of, of Mike Mc, and, you know, Clarence E. Hill Jr., he's my boy, but he made a good point, and he took a lot of heat last week. I thought unnecessarily so because Jerry was talking after the game last week about Mike McCarthy, and he waxed poetic about a bunch of stuff, and at the end he said, but we'll, I'm paraphrasing, but we'll take it game by game. And Clarence tweeted that out. And when I tell you he took a lot of heat, he took it from the Cowboys organization saying, hey, you took the quote out of context. And Clarence's whole point was everything Jerry said became irrelevant once he said we're going to take it game by game. Yeah. And then you had people dumping on Clarence, and he was like, I'm just telling y'all, everything he said is irrelevant. Once he said, we're going to take it game by game. Now, what is everybody doing now, though? He might get fired. He might get fired. Clarence told y'all that last week, but because it wasn't the popular stance, a lot of y'all overlooked it. And just, ah, that's him just doing clickbait, him trying to make himself a name, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. No, the reality was it really was true. When he said game by game, that meant we've all known from the jump this season was never about the regular season. It was always about what? The playoffs and how you did. And so now, uh, you know, we don't know what McCarthy's future is. We don't know what Dak's future is. But here's what the quarterback had to say about it. Amazing. Um I don't know how there can be, but I understand the business. Uh, 
in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Man, I'm sorry, man. I'm tired of hearing him fall on his sword, man. I'll get tired of that, man. I don't, it just, I'm sorry. Man. Go go ahead, man. No, nah, don't be sorry. Get that pain out, man. Let this that pain got, go. Let best, it go. He the best is, 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 you know, it's like, it's like when your son do something bad and he be like, I know, I know, uh, I didn't mean to. I apologize. Um, I apologize for disappointing you, dad. My bad, all that. Okay, that's fine. But you got a choice. You can get this punishment or this ass whooping. Because all, all that falling on your sword, all that falling on your sword is still like you still don't get your phone taken. You still didn't do what you were supposed to do. That's what Dak does. It's like he he's so good at apologizing and saying these things, and it's just like you get tired of hearing it. I don't want him to cry or nothing, but it's just like, man, I just want to see you, you ball out. I want to know that. You, he can't feel good about this game because any game that I've lost that I played like crap and I left shit, I left stuff on the field, it, it's a gut-wrenching feeling. You know? let, me, let me rest assured, he feels very – this is like – this to me was a different deck. Yeah, he falling on the sword, but normally he falls on the sword with a bit of defiance. This will never happen again. We're going to fix this. We're going to come together and do that. This was more like, I ain't no answers because I'm shocked. I can't believe we played this badly, yeah. including me. He like, them, I don't. He one of them dudes that come to your house talking about this ain't no Ponzi scheme. Let me show you how to sell this right <laughs> here. Or this ain't no, no, not Ponzi, but this ain't no pyramid scheme. Blah, blah, blah. Remember, remember that dude came to your house one time and we had this big meeting? And at the end of the thing. That was Amway, I, I yeah, think. Yeah, I know it was. I was like, I think this fool trying to sell some Amway. And it was like, ah, this da-da-da-da-da. And then you said, what you see is Amway, what I see is Amway. And I just, wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that little booklet at him. And I wanted to kick your ass for having me over there for all of that. That whole damn hour, this dude smoozing us and he trying to sell some Amway. I ain't got nothing against people selling Amway. But it wasn't for me, for my truck driving ass to be trying to sell no Amway. That's what Jack remind me of, that dude right there. He just trying to sell us some shit. I'm just tired of him. I don't want to sell no. It wasn't for me either, though. I don't want to sell no energy drink. I don't want to sell no Amway. I don't want no part of your pyramid scheme. I just need you to show me how to make money. But anyway, uh, 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 man. He just shut it down with that, dog. Yeah, man. This dude, this dude, him, man. I just, I can't take it, man. It's just, I guess I'm not numb no more. I'm out of shock, you know. I'm nah, just, this one hurt, dog. Yeah. This one hurt the Cowboys fan. Oh, now, y'all know I don't have an emotional investment in the Cowboys. Uh, I'm an Ohio State fan. Uh, but this one hurts the Cowboys fan mm-hmm. uh, because they didn't expect it. It came out of nowhere. Uh, they didn't see this one coming. Um, and so uh, they are, uh, they, uh, you know, they're in a bad place. And let me tell you, uh, Detroit is just beating the Rams. I don't think these Cowboys want no part of what Detroit would have brought down here. Not again, no. No, that's what I'm saying, because they, no. they, they felt like they should have won the last one. They'd have been sending them two running backs at you all Detroit night runs the long. Jameer, Jameer Gibbs was about to tear them up, and they got away yeah. from that. But I, I don't know. I, I Man, it's, it's, it's just amazing what happened today. Um, you know what's amazing, man? What's that, bro? See, the Green Bay Packers showed up with a, the youngest team in the league and uh, did their thing on the road. Detroit Lions ain't won a playoff game in 30 years, led by a bunch of young guys trying to figure it out. They did their thing at the crib. It's only the Dallas Cowboys who put in a disappointing performance. Everybody else did what they were supposed to do. But it's, it's the same. They, they put in the same performance that they done put in the last three years, and they put in the same performance that they put in this year against a good team. Yeah, see? They damn, their ass wasn't no good against a good team. If you just, it's pretty. We talk about simple. Uh, Philadelphia, they beat Philadelphia. Philadelphia was good at home. 
Uh, everybody else was garbage, pretty much. Uh, who, who wasn't? You know garbage? the reason why. The, uh, you know, Detroit was not garbage. They barely got past Detroit. Detroit. Well, I mean, Detroit. But they won. Oh, you can't move the goalposts. They oh, won. Oh no, 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 no! That's not moving the goalposts. Quality of win makes a damn difference. If you, you ain't college football. No, 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 no. Is is quality of win means that if you barely got by on some bullshit to be somebody, then you probably had a chance that you could have got your ass whooped. That's what I'm saying. That's coming from a competitor right there. You know if you handled up and you know if you didn't handle up. That's what I'm saying. Eh, they barely got past Detroit, and they couldn't stop nothing. Detroit, matter of fact, Detroit handed their ass to the Cowboys because Dan Campbell was being stupid. Why not kick the damn extra point going to overtime because neither one of them offenses – Neither one of them defenses was working worth a damn at the time. But that's a that's a whole nother discussion for another day. Um, you know, the, thing, the problem with Mike McCarthy and the question that must be answered that will determine his fate is this. And Jerry Jones said this many times. He said it at the opening day press conference when he hired him. He was brought here to do what, dog? Go to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's brought here to win the Super Bowl. Right. Now, you got to get there before you can win it. Yeah. But he was brought here to get to the Super Bowl. So, the 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5 is fantastic. Uh-huh. It's great. It's good. It really is. But that's not why you were brought here. Yeah. And the question is just like you got questions about Dak, you have to say, hey, Mike, now you were brought here. You've determined that you can make us a terrific regular season team. But in the playoffs, you won in three. Jason Garrett could do that. And that's going to be the question. Can Mike get us over the hump? That's the question that Jerry and Steven are going to hammer out. And when they think they have an answer, they're going to bring in Will McClay. And they're going to say, hey, what you think, dog? It's all – I think it's – you know what, man? I think it's all Mike. I mean, what we know is it's all Mike this year. He ain't standing up at the podium explaining some dumbass play that Kellen called, and you know he didn't have nothing to do with it. He explaining his stuff, all his chips. He pushed the, he, he went all in with all his chips this year, and right, right. this is what we got the same result. And then with the tools that they bought Dan Quinn, you know the first round picks and the people they brought in for him, I think he just must to blame. I just do. Yeah. They talking about all I can all, think all, of is the, Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All I can think of is the Detroit Lions are going to the NFC Championship game. Cause they're gonna beat Philadelphia or Tampa Bay. I don't have any doubt about that. Well, one would hope they beat Philadelphia. That's where I don't have to hear from the friends and family that love Philadelphia like I'm hearing from them tonight. It's just hope, <laughs> you know. Right, man. I mean, I was gonna talk noise to a friend of mine in Ohio about the Cleveland Brown <laughs> getting whooped by the Texans. I'm glad I didn't say nothing because I'd had to take it all back. Here go Aiden Hutchinson just proving our statement. We all wanted Dallas again, but it's gonna be fun next weekend. Mm-hmm. See, they was coming to Dallas like oh, we let y'all off the hook the last time. Yeah. We should have put it on you right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just can't stand. I can't. I can't take it no more. I'm about you know to what? The cowboy got bitch slapped and didn't respond. I saw that on the movie today. Uh, you know what it was? It was True Detective. I was watching the first season of it. Oh, and Matthew, Matthew McConaughey's character. When he was interviewing the guy in the jail. Yeah, and he slapped him in the face, and the yeah. guy just got mad and didn't do nothing back. And then cussed him out and left. No, that was yeah. So I was just like. You let I, I mean, you might beat me up, but if you slap me like that, we finna scrap. Now again, you might beat me up. It depends on the circumstances, dog. If you in the jail talking to Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, nah, this was just this was one detective talking to Matthew McConaughey. Oh, this was a that's right, that's right. I seen true, I seen that true detective. I seen all of them, but I seen that one about five times. So nah, man. You slap me in the middle of the office, we for the scrap. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, one thing for sure, you watching some good TV because you went from uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Soprano, you went from The Wire, Sopranos, 
Boardwalk Empire. Do you see all of Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, I love the ending. Uh, Man. Man. Yeah, we, we, we'll talk about that Tuesday because I've seen a, a lot of good TV. Cause that's, I've been, a good, that's a good show right there. I've been doing a lot of research uh, for this next book I'm writing. Yeah. Did y'all get that? And so I've been having in this TV watch me while I'm doing my research for it. Jimmy, uh, but, uh, Jimmy was my boy, but I ain't. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah we go, we'll talk about that Tuesday. Roger that. Uh, or Wednesday, Wednesday's episode. Tonight is all about your Dallas Cowboys and their no-show performance. I'm, I'm, I'm over it already, man. I yeah, man, whatever. Whatever. They they fooled me. They fooled me this year. Made me think they was going to do something. And I believe. I believe because I want to believe. <laughs> you understand? Right, right, right. I want to believe. But they did it to me again. 48-32. Green Bay shocks the Dallas Cowboys ending their season. Uh, me and Big Joe and the Big Rig ain't going nowhere. We'll be here all off season. Uh, looking forward to talking to you. We always appreciate Green and Law for their sponsorship. The same with Smokey John's Barbecue. Get some. Uh, they got some specials coming up for the Super Bowl that we'll talk about next week. Uh, until we chat again, for Big Joe and the Big Rig, you guys be blessed.